Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Lunch Break Podcast, part of the Global Life Project with your hosts, Arturo Barrera and Umar Rahman. In this podcast, we talk about relevant global issues, topics, ideas, and stories while on our lunch break. We do this in hopes of raising awareness for our communities. Please subscribe, leave a review, and share with your colleagues. Thank you. We hope you listen and enjoy. And enjoy. Hello, Hello everyone. Dang, okay, you just interrupted me like that. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Lunch Break Podcast, although in this case, it's going to be called the Breakfast Break Podcast because we're recording this in the morning, not at noon, like I usually do. And it's on a Friday, and we usually record on a Wednesday. So, I don't know, just like weird stuff all around. But um, welcome back. This is episode this is episode number seven, I believe, right? I believe Something like that, yeah. Seven or eight. Let's just say it's seven slash eight for now, because I really don't know the top of my head. But I'm Arturo. Here's Umer. Umer, how are you doing, man? It's, I feel like it, it's been a while since the audience has heard from you. Yeah, it has. Sorry about that. I've been out of town, but, you know. Aturo came out with a great podcast, to be honest, in the meantime, so, yeah. And what, what do we call that, Umar? A classic, am I right? That's right. Yeah, it's only classics here. But, um, yeah, we're just finally getting back into recording. It's been some time since we have actually done, like, a regular episode. All right, so today, y'all, we're going to be talking about media bias. And specific. I know we, and we've talked about media in general for couple episodes but we're really going to focus on news and uh some politics with this uh with this form of media and basically we're just going to be going over like two different i guess stories you know like we usually do of um something related to media and then we're going to kind of talk about um or do a compare and contrast between fox and cnn so it's going to be it's going to be interesting and um uh before we get started though you know, I can't forget this, but Umar, what are you having for breakfast today, man? What made you come 30 minutes late? <laughs> so, you know, I have some cereal, uh, Cocoa Puffs to be specific. And, you know, why I came 30 minutes late? So you got to have your cereal fresh, right? You can't have your cereal prepared beforehand, right? Otherwise, they're soggy, you know, can't have that. Yeah, and then I also have uh, some apples and oranges. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cocoa puffs are good, you know? And you can't have them soggy either, you know? That's right, man. That's right. Yeah. Boy, you look like a cocoa puff. I'm just kidding. Ouch. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, that's great, though. And, uh, you know, eating healthy, of course. Is that a bad thing? That means I'm all sugary and sweet. I'll tell you what I'm eating, and I feel a little bad, but I'm having coffee and, like, these Nutri-Valley bars. But, like, that's pretty much it. I don't really eat much in the mornings. Like, I should eat eating more fruits, but, you know. Uh, you mean, like, the Nutri-Green? Yeah. Nutri-Green, yeah. The green, you know, the ones that are green? Oh, the green. Uh, I don't you know, know about like those? those. I usually get those strawberry ones. Strawberry ones? Yeah. The red ones. Maybe we're talking about different things. I don't know. Probably, yeah. I'm trying to remember. Like, what are you talking about? Or oh, no, Nutri. Actually, yeah. Nutri, because they're called. Hold on. Because they're called. Nutri Valley Crunchy. Oh, no, no. And that's not it then. Never mind. Okay. I think I know what you're talking about. Because I think the ones you're talking about, I usually like the apple cinnamon one. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. But hey, that's, that's what I'm eating. And you know, the every every bar comes with two, every bag comes with two little uh, bars. So that's pretty cool. But um, you know, chilling here, man. This is you know the breakfast break. You know we have to do it big. So and if you're listening to this during lunch, hello. You could eat have um I don't know, spaghetti or you know whatever you whatever makes you feel right. Umer, media bias. You know we've covered it a lot, right? We pretty much like kind of covered it like throughout. You know. Like social media, news, a little politics, right? But we've never really gone into detail. And I'm saying, like, right into the news aspect of it, you know? I guess, like, break the ice, I mean... I'm not going to ask you what's the first thing you think about when you think of media, but... That's what I was uh, thinking you were going to say. As soon as you said Umar, I was like, oh, 
<laughs> he's about to go there. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. But, like, oh. I guess, like, kind of break it off. I know we're going to talk about it, but, you know, what when you look at, like, CNN, for example, and, like, Fox, mm-hmm. like, do you think you could compare a little bit of, like, how they portray their news and what kind of news they show? Like, yeah. let's say, regarding the coronavirus, like, do you notice any differences between the two stations? I mean, I'll be honest, I don't watch too much of uh, Fox, especially, but uh, yeah, I mean, when I see it, some specific shows, I'm not going to say all the shows, but some specific shows on Fox, for example, go into how, you know, it's not really a real thing or, you know, it's not something to worry about. While CNN, you know, it's all on the opposite side of the spectrum. So I guess that's really where, you know, media bias comes into play is, you know, you have these two news stations on complete polar opposites and you really start thinking, okay, what is, you know, as it, if you're a neutral viewer, you're like confused about it really. as so, you know, what's the truth, what's not. Hmm. Right. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting how how different Fox and CNN are, like how extreme. And this kind of leads into the story. Well, I wouldn't even say story, more like a set of facts. But like, do you, do you believe new, news is bad for us? It depends. Like in general. Like right now, let's say you were just, like you had to answer this right now or else like the fate of the world depended on this answer. Like yes or no, is the media, is news bad for us? I can just news, I'd say, no, it's not that for us. You know, you have to be informed. You have to know what's going on. If you don't, you're, to be honest, useless. Kind of. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, I wouldn't say it's bad for us. It just specific news outlets, I'd say, are bad for us. Well, according to this BBC article, you're wrong. Because apparently, well, they claim that news is bad for us. But not in that form. Oh no. But, but um, in the sense that news causes stress, which I think is pretty obvious. You know, I mean, news does. Yeah, cause that's stress. true. That's true. That's true. Yeah, Especially like, now. For exa- oh, for sure. Um, I'm trying to find a because sp- uh, I'm looking at an art- the article right now. It was written by uh, Zaria Gorvet from uh, actually last year, May 2020, and she basically found that. Um, uh, there's like okay so obviously we have the coronavirus occurring right now that's a prevalent thing the headlines about COVID in general are causing is causing coronavirus anxiety and like some news stations say or some news stations basically keep reporting negative things about the coronavirus like let's say cases are going down in the United States CNN might decide to cover let's say Ohio if the cases are going up and just cover that as like, oh, well, Ohio is doing like terrible, right? But it doesn't talk about the fact that the cases in the United States are decreasing. So obviously as a result of that, it causes stress because people think, oh, well, this is never going to end when in reality, things are actually getting better. And even when he's, even when he tells, because, you know, let's say you talk to somebody who's been watching the news for a while. If you tell them that coronavirus is getting better, they're gonna hate. They're not gonna hate you, but they're gonna be pretty much polarized already, because they're gonna already assume that what you're saying is political, that it's not true, and that um, that you're ignorant, right? And so it's just interesting how the news makes you do that. And there's also this thing that she talks about too, called effective forecasting, forecasting, um, which she defines as the attempt to predict how we'll feel about something in the future. And so news, you find, constantly does this. And like when you talk about natural disasters, for example, you might not even know whether a hurricane is going to be as bad as it, you know, as it will actually be. But CNN or Fox might decide to just blow it out of proportion and make it something political, right? And so effective forecasting, predicting something which, you know, that hasn't even happened really. So you see that the news does that a lot. Yeah, and... um. Yeah, that's one of my main gripes as well, because, you know, like you said, how they do make everything political, right? Which, I mean, okay, I get 
you know, a presidential race. It's going to be political, obviously. But things like the coronavirus, things like natural disasters, like you said, these are things that really should not be politicalized at all, you know? But somehow we still manage to do so. You know, these are breaking news stories. Breaking news stories, in my opinion, should be the most neutral stories out of any of them, right? They're there to save your lives, things like that, just there to inform you. And so once you start to politicize that, I mean, obviously we're still in this, you know? Right. And I agree. I don't think any natural disaster virus should be politicized. And the media does do that. And another thing I found from this article, too, that news also causes actual physical damage to you. And I think you might, I mean, me in a medical, you might know this, but um, they did a, there was a study done after the 9-11 attacks. And these people found that those who, um, wait, I want to make sure I'm getting this right. One second. Um, well, 53% of people were more likely to have cardiovascular problems if they reported a somewhat higher amount of stress because of the media. And so media, I mean, news really just causes, um, like stress pretty much and like actual physical um, damage. And it's kind of sad too, when you think about it, because you look at, um, well, I don't want to make an association out the blue, but like suicide rates, like suicide rates really are as a result of like social media. And so when you imagine the news, how it plays into that, I mean, you could just imagine the, the feeling that the news gives you of impossibility that you're never going to get out of a situation if they keep reporting on just negative, negative, negative stuff or negative uh, content. Yeah, definitely. And um, it's really sad because I feel like news is important, right? You need the news. I know, especially uh, here in my family, uh, you know, when the whole lockdown thing started and we really didn't know what to do. Every single day we would turn on the news at, like in the evening time just to hear, you know, the press conferences and everything like that, you know, just to know what's going on. Because otherwise, when you're sitting at home all day, you really don't have anything else to do. But then obviously, if it starts to become politicized, then it's like, are you starting to get sick of it as well? So that's, I think, really the sad part of news, I'd say. For sure. And Uber, did you want to, I definitely agree. Did you want to talk about your story, by the way? I think I'm ready. Yeah. Yeah, all right. So, like you, uh, I didn't really have a story story. It was, it's more of like a fact story. But initially, I just, you know, I went to go and look at, you know, what are the most neutral uh, uh, news sources out there. And, you know, a couple of the ones that I found that were like consistently on every single article were the Associated Press and the Wall Street Journal. Right. And then I started to think, okay, well, why don't why isn't are these two, you know, that popular? Obviously, I've heard of Wall Street Journal and Associated Press, but you know, not many people go to that as a news source. Why isn't it that popular? I started to really think about it. And you know, something that we both I think learned in uh back in high school in you know psychology class is uh confirmation bias, right? People want to confirm that uh they're right they want to whatever they hear they want to know it's the right thing you know why do we get in arguments why does anyone get in arguments it's so you know you prove to yourself that you're right right that's why those uh, media sources cnn fox they're the most popular right liberal people are gonna go with cnn conservatives are gonna go to fox and just because they you know you good just because they want to be confirmed technically, right? And so in terms of what's what's the consequence of this, right? What's the consequence of this media bias? I feel it can be that media outlets, they can feel empowered, you know, in the sense that they know they can control how an election works or how people th think. And I think that's quite dangerous, to be honest, when a news source knows they can do that, that really can construe anything. That's true. That's a scary thought. It is, because, yeah. and you know, it's funny, like the news is already doing that. It's controlling how yeah. we think, it's changing our perception. I mean, news has started wars. All right. I mean, I feel like 
the past few elections, I think we all can be confident, uh, confidently say that, you know, the media sources have played a huge role in who we choose, right? Absolutely. I don't know. I don't, obviously, I don't know about, like, elections prior, but I don't think it would be to this much of an extent because we don't have, and back then they didn't have, you know, social media or things of that nature. And it wasn't as televised, I guess, you know? And I feel like a big consequence of that. Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead, sir. Well, so I was saying a big consequence of that is that, you know, important stories, they get left on the, under the rug, right? You know. Oh, I agree. Yeah. New sources, I mean, big news stories globally, you don't really hear about because over here, all they're talking about is the president or the previous president, right? They're not talking about stories in, for example, Africa right middle east asia they don't talk about that because to them that's not as important even though i feel like that is more important to know you know if there's like an injustice going on around the world we should have our attention focused to that instead of thinking about the old president right so i think that's a big deal and so i went and researched a bit more right I was like, okay, so we hear so much about media bias, especially now, you know, as a result of the internet, and we hear that people hate it so much. So I was like, okay, is there like a, you know, global outreach for media or something like something of that nature to balance their coverage, right? And it turns out the answer is no. There isn't mm. really a huge out, outreach for that. I was kind of shocked by it, right? So I read a bit more and you see, it turns out this whole strive for like non-bias, it's mm. more of an American thing that the majority of me- media outlets outside of the country, they aren't really going for, right? I was like, okay. non-bias, but, right? That's what countries outside aren't going for? Yeah, non-bias. You know how here it's such, such a big topic, media bias, you know, we got to stop it, everything like that. Right. It's not that big of a deal in other countries, right? Mm. So I was shocked by it, to be honest. And so I was like, okay, why? And it turns out it's because, for example, in Europe, most newspapers there, they have a clear political affiliation, all right? Meaning they openly support a party. Like, they're like, okay, we're liberal, or I don't know what the parties are there. But uh, so I was like, okay, yeah, um, does this make them biased? Sure, right? But it doesn't leave them open for criticism, you know? For example, if I like Cocoa Puffs, you know, I'm going to advocate for Cocoa Puffs. Not saying anything bad about it doesn't make me fake news, you know? You just know that I'm not going to say anything bad about Cocoa Puffs, right? I have a standpoint and I'm going to be transparent about it, right? Mm, So you're saying like the U.S. needs to be more transparent about what... Because, you know, CNN and Fox, they may claim that they're non-biased. But you're basically saying it's better that they just admit it. Or more yeah i think so is, mm, yeah I because like for example in those you know new stations out in europe they have a standpoint they're transparent and no one's going to criticize that right but over here with these american news sources you know they preach that you know they tell the truth and nothing else but you can tell they have a bias right and that's where you start to anger people and you know you lose credibility because everyone knows you don't i mean you're not neutral even though you claim you are and people are going to call you out on it for sure that's actually interesting though i don't even know about that in europe and you know you talk about something that was to confirmation bias <laughs> it kind of actually reminded me of this one thing i read as well it was um it was that people like to read about negative things like it's just innate in their human nature people just like to read about it and so, in a way, the news kind of gives us what we want, as twisted as that sounds. Like, what we, we want to hear about, you know, war, wars and, and rising COVID cases. Like, surprisingly, that's innate. Like, that's what we want to hear, even though we don't like to admit it. And so, it's interesting that basically the U.S., or I mean any news, but I think really the U.S. in this case, likes to give us that, because that's, like, what we want innately. I feel like even in myself, sometimes, you know, I get more attracted in a sense to the negative news, right? And then, you know, if there's some, a headline, 
I feel like I'd be more inclined to click on that more. You know, I feel like yeah, that's... Like, would you rather... Like, would you rather... Be honest with me. Would you rather read um, Obama goes on a barbecue with Joe Biden or would you rather read um, Robots Take Over um, Central, Central America? Yeah, Ro- Robots Take Over Central America, right? I yeah, feel like who, you would too, right? I, I, yeah, and you see, that's yeah. how innate it is, you know? Exactly, and I feel like when there's a positive headline, you're all you're really thinking is like, oh, wow, good for them, that's nice. Right, but then a negative headline comes and you're like, "Oh my God, what's gonna happen? Oh my God!" Right, no matter how big it is, and but you know what it is too, though. I feel like it's also yeah. like it's our human survival instinct, man. Because you know we were raised. What do you mean? So you know, in the past, we didn't have technology like generations before us. We didn't have technology. We were, I mean, the past, past we were cavemen, and so we had to like yeah. you know hunt for food. Then we had to like protect their habitat. And then if we had kids, we had to protect our kids. And so obviously there was danger all around, right? And so we had to use our intelligence to maneuver it. And so I feel like in a way it's our primitive, it's a primitive instinct to always want to, not want to hear necessarily, but to grow more curious about what's negative more often. Because that's like our survival instinct kicking in. If there's a flood coming in Florida, then you might want to make sure you stay away from there. Right. Okay, that yeah, that's interesting. So do you think that this causes a divisiveness in the population? And whereas people start to not trust each other. Mm, like because of that primitive instinct? Yeah, they're like, I would okay, say so. I, these people are bad, you know, things like that. I would say so. And I'll be honest, man, it's kind of my little theory, but I honestly think that's what kind of fuels racism. Because I agree. we have... When you have these different stereotypical beliefs about a, a group of people, something that was implemented by the media or even movies, right? You have, obviously you're gonna react a certain way towards those people if the perception on them is negative, right? And so as, you, as, a, as a human, you're gonna stray away from them because at the end of the day, I think all you wanna do is keep yourself safe, right? right. Now, obviously that is racist, if you're, you're staying away from those people. But I think in a way it's also kind of, I don't want to say understandable, but that's just another way of looking at it. Yeah. All right. So I wasn't going to talk about this, but you basically brought up the topic anyways. Oh, gosh. Um, All right. So I was, while trying to research for this whole podcast, I actually came across a little TED Talk. And uh, it was kind of like, I don't know, like three years ago, right? So I, that's why I, I was like, no, I'm not going to talk about it. It might be outdated. But brought up something interesting that you basically just said, right? You remember those uh, attacks in France a few years ago? The what in France? So there were some attacks in France. And mm, you know, Tell me more yeah. a little bit. I kind of forgot, sorry. Yeah. I think there was like a, in Nice, Nietzsche, something like that. There's like a stabbing in a restaurant or something like that. It was like all over the news. I don't know if she remember, but like everyone on like social media like put up like the Eiffel Tower as their profile picture. Yeah, no, you're losing me. I didn't really use social media like that before, so I don't remember. Yeah, but basically it was all over the news um, on every single news source. And what this person said on the TED Talk was that the day before there was a whole bunch of people killed in I don't know what country, but somewhere in the Middle East, okay? And like a, I don't know, and some sort of attack or something. But there was no news coverage about that unless you, you know, actively look for it. And so, you know, she was waiting like, okay, obviously this is, you know, in Europe, people are going to cover this. Next day, she's like, okay, I'm going to expect, you know, what we, like some article titled, you know, like what we learned from these two attacks or something, right? Still nothing about that attack in the Middle East, right? And so, you know, she went ahead and researched a bit more on this. Turns out, you know, all the, all those companies that, you know, own these media outlets, right? Um, I can't really list them off the top of my head, but they, they're all owned by billionaire white men, 
right? And so what she was basically trying to say is that, you know, that's why there are some of these stories that are left under the rug, you know, there are attacks happening, you know, all the time in like Africa, for example, right? Middle East, they don't get talked about as much. And she thinks that there might be an innate, an innate bias there because of, you know, who the owner of these companies are. Oh, wow. That's actually really interesting. I did not hear about that. Yeah. And yeah, it does play into like racism a lot. Because I mean, yeah. you might not know if those people are really racist or not, but you kind of get the, you know, they have a lot of power I mean, and they're white. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it doesn't even have to be that they're racist, you know? Because, you know, I've been learning recently in like classes and stuff a whole lot about implicit bias, you know, mm-hmm. um, where they're not necessarily racist, they're just like, innate bias that they have in their brain you know that they see things from a certain point of view but that's my thing too like where does that innate bias come from right it's It's like i don't think but like racially like natural i mean that's my thing like it has to come from somewhere like it has to be passed on from generation to generation unless they make the active decision to call themselves out on it that's well, I mean, I feel, I feel like, like it could be like generational, like some yeah. that kind of racism. I mean, obviously it is. It's societal. You learn all these things from society, like you said, from movies, from other news yeah. sources, right? Yeah. You, that's where you get it from. I feel like, yeah. And that's that is interesting, though. Yeah, I wish I like read more into it because I didn't know we were gonna like get into that topic here. But yeah, I mean, if I looked into mo- into it more, maybe it could have. I yeah, more information no, for sure. It, yeah, no, that was that was really good, and um, yeah, like basically what I'm saying, like there's just that right. There's just that there could be there's could be any bias, right? But I feel like a bigger right. fact, a big factor is I think it could be like racism or like some sort of like very underlying racism in there. Even though maybe obviously these people aren't gonna actively admit it, they right, don't right. do that, but innately it's like in there, and. That's interesting, though, what you brought up about the, those billionaires, too. Because now, cause then we bring up the conversation of, you know, wealth, right? And how wealth can be, how wealth impacts our perception. Because it's like, think about it. These billionaires have impacted all almost, let's say, a big chunk of our own ideals. Like, people maybe not would not be as conservative if it, were, if it weren't for these people. Or people wouldn't be as liberal if it weren't for, you know, these other people. And so, yeah, I feel um, like just wealth and I think wealth fuels extreme, extre- extre- extremist point of views. Yeah. And kind of bringing it to what I was saying before, like about the divisiveness about people and things like that. Would you say in the. Let's take it. I want to say six years ago. OK. Would you say that liberals and conservatives were as, I don't know how to put this, against each other or, you know, hated each other as much as they do now? No, I don't think so. Wait, you said, what, okay, here, I'll, I'll, I'll just answer it fully. I don't think they were as conservative in the past as they are now. Wait, but what I think do you mean it's actually kind of. As like, conservative think, or as, like, opposed? Oh, opposed, sorry. I don't think they were as opposed back then. Yeah. I don't think, like... No, they couldn't have been. I mean, it's I all, it's also in studies, too, but... I mean, when you think about it, like, social media... I mean, oh, we're going to go back to this again. But you keep seeing the same things on your timeline. You know, every day, you wake up in the morning, you go to bed at night. And then you watch CNN if you're a liberal or you lean on the liberal side. You see things about the capital. You see rising COVID cases, right? You're going to, that's going to keep going, getting into your brain. And pretty soon it becomes confirmation bias. Because then you watch these things and you just confirms what you believe. And even like, man, I'll be honest with you, even on my own Instagram, like my own timelines, when I used to have Twitter back then, which I deleted, by the way, and I'll actually talk about that. I think it's a perfect time to discuss but man, I would see the same opinions on my timeline all the time. 
every and Instagram, I would see the same stories about like the same Instagram stories about um, this activism topic or this or this in the same format and basically just confirming what I know or what I believe in. But I just started having like that desire to stray away from that because I know that you cannot live life, I think, happily without if you're if you're in the same box for so long right but some people are like really comfortable with that and if they're comfortable with that then they're obviously going to grow more in tune with their own group of people that believe like they do and turn against the others who are against them and so i mean before you didn't really have that like you had people who disagreed but they weren't seeing it constantly from day to day like they didn't wake up in the morning see what trump did and then you know go to bed at night seeing what trump did you know what i mean like they didn't really see that which i guess in part it's good and bad good because you kind of give yourself that break but it's also bad because because of the lack of technology in the past there were a lot of negative events that were missed Mm -hmm. that's actually interesting too like that's the one thing that that like political news and social news is really good at and that it really does cover a lot of things going on in the world and so That's I feel true. like it is for good and bad, but I feel like we need to kind of really define our terms very carefully because if it the problem the news, is, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So the problem, I think well, what you're, well, basically what you're saying is the problem right now is they filtered too much, right? All the news going on around the world. It's important, like you said, that, and it's good that we are getting all these news, but they filter it a lot. You know, when you want the unfiltered news. You're talking about now or in the past? Now. Mm-hmm. You want the unfiltered disagree. news. You don't yeah, want the unfiltered news. No, I want the no, I want the unfiltered. But here's the thing, like I thought I think news has become more unfiltered than it was in the past. Really? Yeah. I mean, if you had Twitter, you probably maybe get it a little bit, but in Twitter Oh wait. Wait, um, I'm sorry, do you mean like what 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 do you mean by in the past? Like, in the past, like... No, like, how long ago? Like, 60... Like you said, like, 60 years ago. Like, 1900s. Oh. Yeah, actually... Because, like, you you know, you didn't have phones, videos to show, like, a person getting murdered or, like, a group of people charging at something. You didn't really see videos. You only saw pictures. Like, Mm. in a newspaper. And even then, it was still kind of... I mean, you think of our, our society right now. Like, we've become very unfiltered. Like, this is a little bit random. Sorry, all of this triggers you, but... Like sex, for example, that's become very mainstream now. Like when yeah. you listen to music, people just say straight up, like, this is what I want to do to you. But in the past, right. if you said, oh, I'm going to kiss you, everybody was like, whoa, that's a lot. You know what yeah. I mean? And yeah. so I feel like that kind of transpires into news as well. And that yeah. if like, oh, you see a, a murder in the past, like, let's say a picture of somebody, then it's like, oh, like, that's crazy. But if you see it now and it's like a hundred people then it's like, oh, that doesn't really do enough, which is a dangerous mindset to have in some cases. I think in most yeah. cases in general, actually. Yeah, see, when I meant unfiltered, I meant like, you know, uh, like bias type. I didn't mean like, you know, the uncensored and things like that. Oh, so I think we, so we, we meant like different things. <laughs> oh, but that's still interesting though, right? Yeah. yeah, no, see, but you still... Oh, yeah, sorry. But you still bring up a good point, right? Uh, what, what you said. Uh, about being more desensitized and unsanitized. I feel like, do you think this is causing new sources, media sources, to be more dramatic in a sense? Like, do you think they're actively trying to be, I guess you can kind of see them, do you see them as being more fake now? Because they're trying to get more views because people are pushing away from them going to Twitter and such. Would you say mm, that? So do you think because of that, you're asking because of that, do you think that they're trying to, I don't know, glorify their material in order to drag us back in? Glorify, like, Not glorify, make, it more of a, you know, make it more of a show, you know, instead of news? I, w- I would say so. I mean, even the intro, like CNN, for example, when they have like their like breaking news music, like that's already right. kind of like, whoa, like this is serious. We got to check this out. So I feel like they yeah. make little, they put little innu- innuendos. I've never used that word in my life. Yeah. But they use, they put those little things to 
you know, just to grasp, grab your brain a little bit. They make it more fake than it used to be, I feel like. And I was actually, I've seen a video before, not for this, but a long time ago. Not a long time ago, like a few months ago. But uh, it's basically talking about, you know how whatever, for the past election, for example, you go on CNN, you know how there's always that one Republican there? Yeah. In the panel, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's done on purpose, right? They they bring on one Republican on purpose. And I don't know about Fox, but I feel like they might do the same with bringing on a Democrat, right? They do that purposely so there is an argument there and that essentially to make fun of the poor guy, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's done for the clicks. And, I mean, you look at really any news source now even if it's sports news for example right it's all about arguments you want to have a some drama you know it's just to get clicks right you're gonna have these fighting going on because they know all the news sources know that social media has taken over right people want you know just straight up news not censored whatever right and they're getting that from uh, social media, a live stream on YouTube, right? That's what's getting the clicks instead of these channels. People don't have cable anymore, right? Or not many people do. So they know that. So I feel like they're trying to, yeah, like dramatize it more just to get the clicks. And I feel like that's ruining their news, to be honest. Uh, yeah. I, I, I definitely agree. And, you know, I understand too the gravitation towards YouTube and Twitter because I feel like I feel like news like general news does what it can to grab that attention but I feel like with Twitter and YouTube they have less boundaries so they could kind of mm-hmm. showcase a little bit more than what a news media can can and mm-hmm. I'm not I was expert on like you know media regulation or anything but I think that's just what seems to be the, the thing right now and that Twitter and YouTube and Instagram just have less filters in terms of the content that you can post. Mm-hmm. I go as far as to saying that news channels are becoming the new newspapers. Mm, yeah, I mean, yeah, you see newspapers. Maybe not, maybe not yet, but I feel like a few years down the line they will be. And that's the other thing too, because you don't hear about local news anymore. <laughs> like that's local news is just not popular. All right. I feel like it should be though, because that's I feel the most important news you could have. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I could I could talk about so much with that, but go ahead. Well, I, actually, I, as I said that, I was like, eh, it kind of depends, all right? You need to know what's going on around the world, all right, obviously. Yeah, no, for sure. But but I, I do feel like but, it's just a little bit more with the local. Yeah, local, you, you're you living there. You can, This is where you can make the most change, is your local area. So I feel like that's why you need to listen to local news, I mean. Your mayor is probably the one who has the most direct influence over you, right? President has influence over the whole entire country, yes, but your mayor is like specific to you, right? So I feel like right, like the, you're, those you're the things are more important. Yeah. It's like saying the president can can push you, but the mayor can slap you, basically. Yeah, that is a bad metaphor, but you know what I mean. Like it's yeah. And I feel like that's our problem with, like, activism right now. Because we're focusing so much on, like, Mars. When we could be doing something to something to help the moon. You know what I mean? Like, we're focusing so much on, like, doing the big... I need some metaphors. <laughs> like, we're I mean, doing so much to like, to, like, address these huge issues. When, like, in reality, if we just start, like, small... Like, why can't we just start small? And I feel like the news really is doing a good job of like making us think that, oh, well, if you want to solve this issue about, um, I don't know, I don't want to, climate change, right? If you want to solve this issue about cleaning our polluted waters, you know, you should, the news is basically saying you need to clean the Pacific. When in reality, all you could really do is like clean the, your local pond. And if everybody was there. to, yeah, and if everybody was able to do that, we wouldn't really have this problem. But see, the thing yeah. is, we're, de- we're desensitized. The news makes us like kind of also, I think, give up a little bit because it portrays these huge issues. And then it's like, 
oh, well, but, and this is what's going on, right? And then you're like, wow, this is huge. And because it's so popular, that's what we're used to. And so then that right. thing of impossibility comes in and then you're like, wow, well, I don't know, what, what am I going to do? And so you kind of just give up. And so that kind of also extends to like your local um, area because then you're just like, well, the news says that this is happening. So why should it matter that I'm doing this? Yeah. yeah. First of all, hated your metaphor. <laughs> yeah, I, I make really bad metaphors. I, I, I'm not good at it. Was good. At first I thought you meant like actually like... Uh, about Mars and the moon, I was like, wait, do you mean like for real? Like, I feel like it's a good thing you'll ever go to Mars. I mean, I think that's pretty Oh no, innovative. Yeah, but then, yeah, then you're like, you know, it's a metaphor. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I should have just said like, I should have just said instead of like pouring water on a huge fire, pour water in a in a fireplace, like something like that, not the moon and Mars. That's like, that's like just as much. <laughs> and, right, but yeah, keep going. that point aside, I agree. I feel like a whole bunch of people who, not everyone, but some people who come to be activists, all they all they're doing is going on Twitter, tweeting something, tweeting out whatever's on their mind, right? About this topic. Oh, I agree. I don't agree. And then that's about it, right? well, if you start with your local community, that's some place you can actually change, right? You're not going to change the entire nation by yourself. Strive for it. That's a good idea, you know, good mindset to have. Don't get me wrong, right? But let's be honest, unless you have a huge group of people, nothing's really going to change much, right? It's a good thing you're doing. Don't get me wrong. But again, start by your local community, build from there. And do you realize too, man, this is the thing that frustrates me. Most of these fake activists that post things on their Instagram, on their story, or their Twitter, do you notice their followers? Like, their followers are their friends. And obviously your yeah. friends are going to have the same ideas as you. So in reality, you're not doing anything. Literally, you're posting, you're posting nothing. I'm sorry to be blunt with you. But you're not posting anything. Mm -hmm. And you're, first of all, you're posting to your friends, which already that's biased. And you're posting about something that yeah, unless you really put in the work, unless you sacrifice some of your time and your energy, you're not gonna. It's not gonna change. You know what gets me the most, or what frustrates me the most? Yeah. And this isn't going to everyone who does this, because I know some people you don't. But uh, there are some people on social media who speak their mind. They're like, "I stand against this. I support this." Right then they don't do anything else, right? You're not going and paying money to a charity that supports that cause. And that's what gets me the most. Like, wouldn't you rather want to, I don't know, pay some money to the, to the cause so you're actually doing something instead of just tweeting out that you support something? It frustrates me, that especially. Yeah, and the, these same people claim they're very passionate about that issue. Or they like right. to talk about it, but they're not really even putting their own, you know, work into really trying to resolve it. And I mean, these it's also hypocritical too. Let's say you don't support going to shopping at Walmart because of, let's say, labor, um, let's say labor issue, labor activities that are going on in like the warehouses. If you claim that you don't support that, but then you go shopping there the next day after you post on your story, like that's very hypocritical. Like yeah. why, like like is it are you really that selfish of your own lifestyle to continue going to these places but not doing anything to really resolve the issue despite you claiming fake claiming that you don't support it like what are you really doing it for are you doing it because you don't like it or like because you don't actually like walmart or are you doing it because your friends also are doing it and you're trying to exactly. be ostracized that's the thing you want to you're like folding to the pressure right peer pressure i guess you could say if you want to go to target Go to Target. Just don't say that you hate Target then, right? Yeah. I mean, I feel like we shouldn't have... If someone supports something, I feel like we shouldn't really have a problem with that, right? Right. If someone supports... I don't know why we made Target out to become some bad people. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but if someone... Like, something's, something's going on with Target and people are like, oh, I'm not going to go to target anymore 
you still like Target, go to Target. Just don't say that you don't like Target anymore. I feel like we should not have a problem with that then, you know? And I feel like we do, though. We do. And I, that's also another thing. I feel like people can't speak their minds anymore unless they want to be hated. Right? Uh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I literally have this conversation all the time. It's so... It's frustrating, man. It's aggravating. Because you're... Do you think... Because everybody... I feel like everybody right now, every single person in this planet is afraid to speak their mind right now. Because if they do, they're going to be kicked out of their friend groups and they're going to be canceled. That's what I'm saying. And the yeah. news makes it worse. Yeah, exactly. Going back to media bias, like, it all stems from that. I feel like liberals and conservatives, right? If you meet if you're liberal and you meet a conservative be honest are you gonna see them the same way yeah right. i mean i'm obviously i'm gonna see one over the other right better right that's what i'm saying like if you meet someone and then you find out oh they're conservative nowadays you're gonna be like uh, uh i don't know but back <laughs> then i feel like people were like open like Oh, dude, I'm conservative. Cool, I'm liberal. <laughs> well, yeah. maybe not like that. Maybe that, that's not the Yeah, not like that. Not like that. But, yeah. like, you know what I mean, right? They're like, you could still, like, like, you could still have coffee with that person at the end of the day. Right, exactly. And I won't lie. I'm kind of a little bit like that. Like, if I know my friend, let's say, because I'm more of a, I'm a moderate liberal. I would say if I was to hang out with a person who was on the moderate conservative, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be a little like, mm, I don't know. Which is like, I think, a, it's like a good and a bad thing. I think, well, I don't want to get onto my beliefs, but, you know, you obviously you have your reasons for believing that, right? But because you're so into that, because you've been in that space for so long, as soon as you see somebody from the other side, you immediately, like, it's over. Like, you already start to get very defensive. But before it was like, oh, well, this person believes something different. I don't think they should believe it, but, you know, let me at least try to see what their mind's at. But nowadays, yeah, it's mean, not even like that. It's just like, you're wrong, you're racist, and you're, 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 you're canceled. Yeah, I mean, I completely disagree with what's going on. I feel like if, you're, if you don't hang out with people that don't think like you, you're basically putting yourself in a bubble, right? Mm -hmm. And you're not seeing the other side. I feel like it's important to have a civilized discussion with people. People you're friends with, you can be friends with people that you don't, you don't agree with. I feel like that, in fact brings out some of the best discussions, right? Because then you can be civilized. And really what I feel like what comes out is then you find a middle ground between the two of you. And I feel like that's where the truth really lies, you know? Instead of just in your own bubble. I will say with that, um, like everybody could be your friend, no matter if they agree or disagree. I agree to that to an extent. I feel like with some people, if you to support something that is actively destroying a community that you're a part of, then I feel like there's oh. something that more that needs to be considered. And even if they don't end up agreeing, the least the other person can do is understand them and try to help them on their own terms. If they still oh, yeah. vote for another person or support a, you know, some, uh, someone, a political official, then, you know, it's their choice because everybody has their own ways of, but if they're of supporting, right? But if they're, you know, directly trying to help their friend, right? Then I guess that's fine. Because every, not everything has to be political, I think, at the end of the day. Exactly. Yeah, I agree with that. And yeah, well, oh man. to what you were saying with the whole, um, with an extent thing, obviously if like, I don't know, say someone doesn't, someone doesn't agree that global warming is real or whatever, right? Obviously mm -hmm. then you're like, all right, this guy's no, right? But at the same time, I feel like Maybe if you talk to them a bit, they'll understand. Because maybe they're living in their own bubble. And if you just ignore them, they're going to be left in that bubble. Right? You want to, yeah. in a sense, enlighten them, you know? So, yeah. Because yeah. you don't know. I mean, they've probably been in the same boat for so long. And they might need somebody to, you know, take them out to another boat. But Maybe yeah, that's just... what their problem was the entire time. There you go. Honestly, that's probably what it is. And yeah, I mean, circling all the way back to media bias, I mean, that's just what it does. Like these news stations, they make us like this pretty much extreme. And um, the way we look at the other side is also, it's just very, uh, it's kind of, fri it's not frightening, but it's just like, dang, like I did not think 
Because then you talk to them and they're like, then you think, oh, they're not that bad. But the news makes them sound like they're terrible. Yeah, I mean, see, man, news, media bias, it's made us become, you know, Cocoa Puffs or Cocoa Krispies, right? Why not both? Okay, I mean, I'll be honest, that's a better metaphor <laughs> than I've made this whole episode, so. Thank you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But no, that was... And then, yeah, that fake activism stuff, it really comes in there, too. Because I think fake activism really is born from just the, the media bias. And here's the yeah. thing. Fake news? I wouldn't even call it fake news, man. Because I don't think any news is fake. I just think it's... it's Bias just, news. Yeah, but I don't think... I think fake news is taking it too far. Because there's always some truth into every into what everyone says. Like, if you make a joke right. about something... Most likely, yeah, some part of it at least stems from something real. But you yeah. just added more glorified details. So I feel like that's the same with news. Yeah, I want to ask you something. You've yeah. written a lot of papers, right? Of course. Um, you know, I write classics, man. Exactly, bro. So tell me this. Uh, when you're researching something, you find an article that supports the paper that you're writing, right? But then it has this little bit of information that's like, Eh, a little bit something else you're not really want to say in your paper right mm-hmm. are you going to disclose are you going to disclude that part of the paper and only include no. the part that agrees with you really no i'd include it because i mean there's other articles too right if i read that one article and it has something that's kind of going against my argument that i'm trying to make then i would try to like look at other articles too and see like what they're saying and then kind of use those to kind of say, okay, well, this article, the one, the first one, said this, but I disagree because of this, this, this. No, I don't mean like they're completely against it, right? Say they're listing out uh, pros and cons of something that you support, okay? Okay. And you're trying to write a paragraph about what are the pros of this thing. Are you only going to, are you going to, what part of the paper? Oh, I mean, the paper. Yeah. I mean, it it depends. Like if you're making, because here's the thing with writing papers, Let's say you make an argument paper, even a philosophical paper, you have to address the objections that the people make to your argument, and then you have to fight against them. So depending on the boundaries, you have to include it. Like, it's not even a question. But obviously, if you're making like a pro argument, then I would understand. Yeah, if you that's what I mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it depends on the boundaries. I mean, in my case, though, like, I would obviously, I would honestly take in the people that disagree with me as well, because that's right. not fair. And especially when you want to post this paper or like show it to people you obviously mm-hmm. want to include both sides of the argument and like yeah. of the analysis and so you're going to want to especially if you want to seem credible because then it, the yeah. credibility aspect comes into it because you don't want to seem like a oh, I'm 100% for climate change or I'm 100% for immigration reform you don't want to seem 100% like that you want to obviously be credible and having different opinions but you know having strong arguments to you know back the objections you have with those against opinions yeah, see, but that's my that's exactly my point, is that these news sources, they're going only for the, they have an article, I'm metaphor, but they have an article. One of them is just taking the pros out of it, one's just taking the cons, right? They're not showing both sides, and that's my point of where, the split is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. It's a split, but um, damn, that was a. That was a discussion right there, I'll tell you that. Yeah. I mean, we talked about a bunch of different things, but I feel like each of the things we talked about, they all stem from media bias. They're all derived by it. Yeah, they're all, they're all driven by it, to be honest. And actually, even now, like after having this whole thing, I mean, I, I, I forgot how, like, how far-reaching the news media really is. Yep. Because I feel, I feel like we all forget sometimes, too. And if you haven't watched The Social Dilemma, by the way, for all the listeners, I mean, watch The Social Dilemma. That basically covers a lot of what we say and more. And, um, Umar, like, what, I actually have a question for you to kind of close this off a little bit positive. After having this discussion, like, what are you willing to do to try to have a more centralist perspective on things while kind of maintaining your own little ideas like what are you willing to what are you what are you going to change about how you absorb media 
whenever a new story comes out, I do want to try and see if I can see both sides of it. Not necessarily agree with both sides of it, but see what both sides are saying. You know, because again, like I feel like I said this in the, in the podcast, but uh, the truth lies in the middle, right? So you gotta know what both are saying to really come to the truth. There we go. You heard it. You heard it here from Master Umer. What about you, Arturo? What am I willing to do? Yeah. Yeah. I'm honestly. I would say that too, but I think I would also try to. Um, Not as easy as it sounds, huh? <laughs> I think I would. I think I would try to not to have because here's my thing, when I. And this is kind of what I mentioned in the beginning. When I see people that have already... When I see that a person already has, like, different beliefs than I do, I already kind of stray away. But I think now I think I want to really... I think I want to try to erase those implicit biases against those people. Or try as best as I can to, you know, decrease that. And just engage with them as, like, they were regular people. We don't necessarily even have to talk about politics or what they believe in. Like, we could still have a normal conversation... And through those conversations, I could probably start to understand a little bit of, like, the reasons of why they believe what they do. And they can understand why I do as well. So, I think just not having immediate judgments about people, I think that's what I'm trying to say. Because I feel like we have an issue with that. And I feel like now, I feel like now, man, like, I'll give you an example. I was talking to a friend, and I told this person that I like to listen to this kind of music in this in this these kind of situations but then this person we were just talking about music and this person was already like wait what and thought i was just like weird or something because they just did it differently and i was like if you feel about if you feel like that with music like how are you gonna even react to you know you know what i mean how are you gonna react to news but he you know what i mean like those judgments are very strong like for some reason they just um they just appear so fast and I wouldn't say that's attributed to media, I mean, some news, but it just goes to show you, I mean, the wide reach of technology, you know? Yeah. I mean, if you're going to have an argument with someone on Twitter, before you start uh, tw- uh, typing in expletive, 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 remember, there are people too. You probably have some similarities in there. Right? They're not all just the embodiment of what you hate. Just remember that. Exactly. It's not. They're not a monster. They have some yeah. qualities about them that you like that you might actually really get along with. You just don't know it. Yeah, you don't know it. You don't give them the chance to know either, like who you are. You know. Exactly. So, that's kind of a reason why I, the re- the way I live my life, I don't really reveal a lot about myself, because I want people to have as as less of a biased opinion on me as possible, because I want them to just see that I'm a person first, before. They really start to get to know me as like a, a person who actually has ideas, right? And it takes me a little bit to really talk about those, but I feel like I really want to respect the person before I really get into detail with that. But I actively try to just avoid those topics, to just avoid yeah. that perception. Because I want to be, I mean, I'm a conflict resolution major. That's kind of that speaking out. Because I really try to have a very, very centralist opinion on as much as I can, right? Mm-hmm. Which, yeah. I mean, is good and bad. I feel like bad because there's like certain issues that I feel like I should know more about that I don't. And it's kind of due to like me. I'll be honest. It's kind of due to just me sometimes just not caring. But I think it's sometimes, you know, it comes from the media because I've just seen it so many times. I'm just, I've become a little bit desensitized, which I don't want to feel that way. But I feel like it's just innate already. But, you know, I'm working on it. Yeah, I mean, I agree with the social media thing, not wanting... Many people don't know about your whole inside. I don't really get the, I don't get the fascination to be honest about. I mean, this is a whole different topic, but I don't yeah. really get the fascination of you know wanting everyone to see what you're going on every single day, right? I mean, if you go if you follow me on any of my social media, all you know is that I went to New York once, and that's <laughs> all, babe. <laughs> That's all you know. And, and and I told you to post that picture, too. If it weren't for me, I, you wouldn't have never even posted it. That's the only reason I made an account. <laughs> <laughs> oh, With my gosh. caption. Oh. <laughs> Dude, and that's the other thing, too. Like, this is the last thing. I'm going to end this pretty now. But um, 
that's kind of what I was saying in the in the beginning, kind of when I said all your friends follow you on Instagram, and so like, what's the point of really making these social activism posts if you know how your friends are gonna react? Because all your friends are your followers for the most part. Like, what's the point really? Like, unless you're promoting an event, that's fine. But I mean, if you're just promoting your, you know, beliefs, I mean, that's cool. But like, I don't know, is that really that important? And you see people post like hundreds and stories and. I know you want to, I mean, I guess it makes sense that you want to raise awareness. If so maybe some friends missed it, but I don't know. I feel I like, I feel like there has to be a balance. Like, I just don't agree with like that being the whole thing. Like, that's why I stopped posting on Instagram. Like for a while, I even considered deleting my Instagram, like entirely, or, like my personal account. And I have about mm-hmm. 500 followers on that. And so honestly, I was just thinking like, you know, why not? Even when I do mm-hmm. post things on Instagram, like nobody even like comments on it or says anything. So, like, why am I even going to post these things if people aren't even reacting to it? Or not even saying, like, oh, I like this a lot. Like, no, if nobody says anything, then it's like, are no one, then really no one's listening or looking at it or paying attention. Yeah, yeah and that's the thing. I feel like, because with me, I feel like the reason I don't, I'm not really that active on social media or, you know, I don't post basically anything. It's because, I don't know, I feel like I'm much more, I guess, private person. I don't really yeah. want people knowing my day to day or anything yeah. like that. And even if you, I don't really try and follow people, you know, <laughs> like, uh, what do you call it? The people that follow me, I don't, like, if I just met someone, I'm not going to follow them, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, I really just want to follow either close friends or like, I don't know, half of my, I think, follows are just sports people, like, where I get news and things like that. Right. And yeah, that's about it. I feel like that's where the whole activism thing comes. You don't, what's the point of posting a thing when all your friends are just, you know, it's just your friends, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, unless you had a huge fan base, then I'll for sure go for it. I, well, yeah. I'm I mean, stopping you. if you're like a major star or something, then yeah. But if you're just us, right? Yeah. Not saying yeah. that we suck or anything, but you know. If you just all your friends are following you, then it's like, what's the point? Exactly. Yeah. And I feel like people would even kind of disagree with me on that because because I'm not posting stuff. That means I'm not raising awareness. But like, I know my friends. Like I know they've seen yeah. it before. So like, what's why I mean? If they're I your friends, it? if they're your friends, shouldn't they know that you support something without you having to say it? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like stuff like that. I don't. I don't understand. But yeah. And I mean, I know in my friends too, I know the circles they're in. And so I know what they post and I know what they talk about. So I know that they're talking about that, those issues. But I just don't see the point. I, don't, I just don't see it. I think it's just so many, so a lot of social media is plastic anyway. Like plastic yeah. people. And that's just like, it's just, that's just life right now, unfortunately. So, but yeah, media bias. Yeah. Circling back around. You know what I mean? That's and I, okay. I promise y'all, this is the last time we talk about anything media related. We've had like I think three episodes on this so far. It's a I good mean, discussion. I feel like it, it just goes to show the extent of media, how big it's and, become in our population. And I'll end this, I'll end this episode with this. And this is kind of from my experience, but I think we already know about this. But the reason we started Global Life is because of this. Because of this yeah. exactly, of like the news talks so much about po- negative news and just like keeps repeating on the same events, same people, when we should be talking about innovations that are going on or other issues that are going on in the world. Yeah. I wanted to mention this. Life. I wanted to mention this when you were talking about the whole we're more likely to click on the negative headline thing. That's right. literally the reason. We, I feel like we were talking about that one day, and that's literally how we came up with this was like people need to see more positive things. and that's where this came from yeah exactly now we only have 50 followers on our instagram page <laughs> but that shows like yeah you know our theories are right like people really just care about the negative stuff which is not a bad it's natural i don't really blame either but you know that's why we started this and that's why we're hoping to really get big with this i know we're going to get big with this i already know but yeah that's why we started this you know to bring awareness to these things so all right, I'm uh, I'm I'm done here. We've uh, we're done here. I think we've talked for like a good hour. So if you actually yeah. listen to this whole thing, y'all, like we appreciate that. 
and we got more uh we have more fire coming not fire we have more uh great content coming your way i don't know if you saw the instagram if you follow us on instagram but we have two weeks of culture week coming up culture weeks coming up and talk a little bit about it the last week of this month which is actually going to be our last podcast episode for the season we're going to be talking about cryptoids and um, mythological creatures but we got a lot of stuff oh yeah and then um i don't know just so the viewers can know next week is ramadan right and so we might it won't be really lunch break for one of us if anything it'll be me (laughs) for the lunch break and then we're just gonna be just there but he could maybe talk a little more about on that next time but so you know it's that time so i don't know if you want to speak more on that but that's right we're gonna talk more about it all in the next week's episode but i feel like it's gonna be more along the lines of that physical uh, activity episode we did more of an educational one teaching you about nutrition gonna be a little bit of torture for me talking about all the food but we'll see how it goes i hope it will be enjoying for y'all see me suffer but uh <laughs> oh yeah gosh. we'll talk about what's healthy what's not healthy that we might even talk about fasting you know how your body reacts but things like that all of that in the nutrition episode next week yeah that's a good i feel like we, yeah we should definitely go into that like ramadan journal that's interesting but um yeah y'all this is uh if you like i said if you listen to us you know since if you listen to this whole thing we appreciate you for listening this far it shows you that you care a lot and um yeah this is episode number eight or nine or no seven or eight i don't know i think it's seven or eight this is 7.5 and uh, we'll talk to you on the next episode of the lunch break or breakfast break podcast well i mean i don't know if it'll be lunch thank you so much for listening to this episode you can follow us on instagram at at global life ig for news content as well as updates on future podcast episodes feel free to dm us thank you so much thank you so much